Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is July 27th, 2022, and the big story, everyone's reporting Donald Trump is under criminal investigation as it pertains to the 2020 election and attempts to overturn it. But that's not quite what's being reported. The DOJ is investigating Trump's actions, but that doesn't mean it's because he's suspected of doing anything wrong. Let's take a look at what's actually happening and why all of these media outlets are dangling this in front of people. And our next story, TPUSA, Turning Point sends a cease and desist letter to The View after they smeared them. Nazis protesting outside, Whoopi Goldberg claimed were inside and part of the group. Not true. And in our last story, an Antifa member arrested on suspicion of felony assault and rioting claims to have pooped their pants and they needed money for help. Now, I don't think it's really relevant and I'm not trying to be mean, but I think this may show their motivations. These are angry people with problems. Incontinence would make anybody angry. And if you're young when it happens, you direct that anger somewhere. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. It's finally happening, my friends. It's finally happening. Donald Trump will be held accountable for his crimes at least that's what they want you to think. But this story is likely a big nothing burger, a dirty trick meant to rile people up and make the Democrats think something is going to happen when it ain't going to happen, because here's the big news. The Justice Department is investigating Trump's actions as part of a criminal probe related to the 2020 election. I was slammed with messages yesterday like, dude, Tim, it's happening. The DOJ has launched a criminal investigation into Donald Trump. He is going down. I had people who are Trump supporters being like, dude, this is crazy. What's happening? And I said, I read the story. I read the headline. It does not say what you think it says. I'm seeing a lot of people on the right saying this, that the, the, the Justice Department is investigating Donald Trump. It's a criminal investigation. Notice the headlines. The original story uh, comes from the Washington Post exclusive that says Justice Department investigating Trump's actions in January 6th criminal probe. Now, I just got to break it down to you, my friends. If they were actually launching a criminal investigation into Donald Trump, they would say it. It would be so overt they would plaster banners over the Hollywood sign in Los Angeles. It would be on Times Square billboards. Donald Trump is under criminal investigation. This is a trick. Now, the bigger story of this segment is that Merrick Garland is not ruling out bringing charges at some point. So there could be two potential scenarios here. One, 
They're not going to overtly announce a criminal investigation into Trump because they don't want people rioting in the streets and they don't want Trump supporters getting all riled up. So they may actually be placing Trump under criminal investigation. That could be why they're not coming out and saying it. Or I believe what's more likely, they're not investigating Trump's that there's no criminal investigation in at the, at the DOJ level. And this is meant to manipulate the left into thinking there is. I will give you the simple breakdown. Let's say I'm investigating John Doe. John Doe is suspected of stealing a, a bag of money, I guess, or something. And they announce that Jane Roe or Jane Doe, whichever name you want to use, Jane Rose's actions are being investigated as part of a criminal probe. Now, it sounds like you're saying that person's being investigated. But as it turns out, the Jane Doe woman, she was a bank teller, and she's the one who handed the money to the guy when he fled. She is not under suspicion of committing any criminal act, but her actions are being investigated as part of a probe. It sounds like she committed a crime, doesn't it? When she didn't. Donald Trump's communications may be scrutinized. His actions may be scrutinized, but not because he did anything wrong, because what he did could connect the dots of other people on January 6th. You see the game they're playing here? It's a manipulation. But we've got more data that I want to break down because this is how they manipulate the game. We'll see how it plays out. I certainly want to talk about what Merrick Garland said and break down these lies. But we're also hearing now seven, a new poll, CNN. 75% of Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run again. Hmm. And surprisingly, 51% of Republicans, according to the same poll, don't want Trump to run again. And you know, while I don't really believe CNN all that much when they're dragging Joe Biden, maybe they're, they're, they're on to something here. And I got to tell you, Ron DeSantis is a big superstar. I mean, the dude is a rising star and very well may displace Trump. I don't know, though. I look at the predicted numbers where people are actually gambling and Trump is still favored to win albeit at 44 cents. So it's like a 44% is what people really think. And then you've got other people, but I really do think Donald Trump will get it. Whether people want him to or not is, is not particularly relevant. And then we got more data from 538. They're saying Democrats are favored to win the Senate in November. I keep saying it, man. We say red wave and red tsunami, but I always give that warning. I've been wrong before. That's why I look at this stuff and I'm like, maybe, but it is an eternity between now and then if Republicans do not bring three of their friends to go vote, if they do not vote in the primaries, they will lose. Democrats will hold everything. <clears throat> so let's read this first story. Before we do, my friends, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work and get access to exclusive segments from the TimCast IRL uncensored after show. Oh, it's been a bit spicy in the past few nights. I mean, we had Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about what the Republicans will do if they win as it pertains to the 2020 election. We had Dave Landau a couple weeks ago. That was hilarious. And then some spicy comments made by me last night about Kamala Harris. Hmm, a lot of people are upset about that, but uh, don't know, don't care. And also the release of our new show, Tales from the Inverted World. This is an audio visual experience. Uh, following Shane Cashman's journey down to Georgia to find the lost Confederate gold. These are hour long episodes. It is a full show. And we are going to be launching what we're calling the Inverted World podcast, a conversation show where you can actually call in 
and talk to our host and writer about your paranormal stories. I'm so excited for this one. We're aiming to make it a weekly show, maybe twice a week if we can ramp things up because I, I, I like this content too much. Support our work at TimCast.com, but don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Here's the story. Breaking. Justice Department is investigating Trump's actions as part of criminal probe related to 2020 election. They say the Justice Department is looking into former President Trump's actions as part of a criminal probe of efforts to overturn the 2020 election, according to a new report, citing anonymous sources said to be familiar with the matter. The Washington Post reported on Tuesday that prosecutors who are questioning witnesses before a grand jury, including two top aides to Vice President Mike Pence, have asked in recent days about conversations with Trump, his lawyers, and others in his inner circle who sought to substitute Trump allies for certified electors from some states Joe Biden won. Now, while the Washington Post did not explicitly say Trump is being investigated, many people on the right are saying he is under criminal investigation. But I want to make sure I can drive this point home as we read more. If there was a person on January 6th who opened the door, not Trump, and Trump had said something to them, they may be thinking, like, how did this person know the people were at the front door? Trump told him. So they ask him, did Trump tell you about what was at the front door? They're not saying Trump did something wrong. They're saying we want to build the timeline events to see how this person came to do the thing they were doing. This is, in my opinion, a big, big manipulation. They say the prosecutors have asked hours of detailed questions about meetings Trump led in December 2020 and January 21 his pressure campaign on Pence to overturn the election, and what instructions Trump gave his lawyers and advisors about fake electors and sending electors back to the states. The Post reports, some of the questions focus directly on the extent of Trump's involvement in the fake elector effort led by his outside lawyers, including John Eastman and Rudy Giuliani, these people said. Two things. It could be that they are in the criminal probe probing Trump for a potential criminal charge, meaning he's not suspected of committing a crime. It's a fishing expedition to see if there is one. It could be that they're going after Rudy Giuliani and they think Rudy Giuliani did something wrong. And so they want to know about his communications with Trump. You don't know until they come out and say they're doing it. I don't believe it. The report says that the Justice Department received phone records of people in the administration back in April, including Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows. Additionally, Vice President Mike Pence's former chief of staff, Mark Short, and lawyer Greg Jacob have both appeared before a grand jury in D.C. in recent days. I mean, it's getting interesting. Maybe they will issue an indictment on Trump. I'm not saying they won't. I'm just saying take this stuff with a grain of salt. You know, look, it could be a simple solution. This is their precursor announcement. They're going to charge Trump. Could be. I don't want to come out and tell you definitively all I'm what I'm saying to you right now is this story we have does not mean they have. And you know, what? don't take my word for it. I will throw it to the New York Times is Maggie Haberman. You just do a do a simple search for the word does in the article. And it says asking questions about Mr. Trump in connection with the electors plot or the attack on the Capitol does not mean the Justice Department has opened a criminal investigation into him. A decision that would have immense political and legal ramifications. But of course, this is what everyone is trying to claim. I'd like to throw it to our good friend Pablo over on Twitter who posted this meme. It's an excellent meme, good sir. It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield. 
the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. It says, the first time a Democrat hears the mainstream media say they have information that will totally bring down Trump. And it's Chris Pat Pratt doing the, uh, like the <gasps> excited face. The next one says the 4,689th time a Democrat hears the mainstream media say they have information that will totally bring down Trump. And it's the same face like they haven't learned. Yo, I remember in 2020, I was having all these people tell me how stupid I was. They were like, I'm telling you, Tim, come March 3rd, Donald Trump's going to be made president. I'm like, no, he's not. No, he isn't. He did not win. You can call it whatever you want. You can you can talk about whatever you want. The point is, when I say Trump didn't win, I mean he was not going to be sitting in that White House. You can talk about 2000 mules. I think there should be a deeper investigations. I'd like to see what happens. But I'll tell you this. When it all came down, when it came down to the vote count, when it came down to the, the Electoral College, Trump didn't win at every step. And there were all these people that kept saying, like, it'll be March. The, Trump's the real president. And, he's, and, and, and he wasn't. And it didn't happen. And then Joe Biden took office. He's gutted this country. Y'all were wrong. But look, I can say that. And then I'll say to the Democrats, it is not going to happen. I mean, I'm I'm more likely to believe Democrats would actually prosecute Trump than Trump would be president because Democrats seem to be unscrupulous. And so maybe they will try to go after him. But come on. They keep saying it over and over and over again. Now's the time. Remember the memes where it was like the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. Is it the beginning of the end? They kept saying it. And then it turned out the Russiagate stuff was fake news. Every time these weird conspiracies pop up, it does not play out. So I'm not interested. The Democrats screamed for years the election was stolen. And I said, come on, just shut up, sore losers. Now we have many people on the right saying something similar. While I can certainly understand the merit behind some of the arguments as to um, when referring to Time Magazine's article, The Shadow Campaign or 2000 Mules, in the end, what matters is people voted. You may not like how those votes were delivered. The rules were changed, universal mail-in voting and things like that. And I think that played a huge role. Joe Biden got the White House. But that's, that's neither here nor there. The issue is they're doing everything they can to stop Trump from legally and lawfully winning the presidency. CNN reports latest moves suggest DOJ investigation of 2020 election is looking at conduct directly related to Trump and his closest allies. Oh, you see what they're trying to do? They're trying to allude to it. Even in the New York Times article, Justice Department asking witnesses about Trump and its January 6th investigation. Meaningless. We don't know what it means. OK, it, I don't know. CBS Justice Department investigation into January 6th now encompasses communications of allies of Trump. Oh, <gasps> we don't know what that means or why. You know, they're just drip, 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 dropping one tiny piece of the story to keep the narrative of January 6th going because I think they want to keep Democrats hooked to the narrative and I just don't buy it. You can think whatever you want, man. But after several years of Democrats claiming Russians were controlling the presidency and we knew it was fake, show me the proof 
Show me something actually happening or I'm just not interested in hearing about it. From the Daily Mail, Merrick Garland does not rule out prosecuting Trump for January 6th. AG says he intends to hold anyone who was criminally responsible for events surrounding Capitol riot or who interfered with the transfer of power. This is where this this story right here makes me think. Uh, think of what may happen. It may be that the inquiry into Trump is a precursor to a criminal investigation, a fishing expedition to try and see if they can find anything. That's why they're not ruling it out. And it may be that right before the election they announce it. Perhaps I'll tell you this. Donald Trump needs to immediately announce he's running for office. That's what he needs to do. When Donald Trump asked Ukraine about Joe Biden's quid pro quo, they argued that Trump was trying to dig up dirt on his political opponent. And it was so weird because Biden hadn't even announced he was running yet. It was like a year away. It made no sense. And there was still a primary to be had. But they were like, oh, everybody knows Joe Biden's going to run. And everybody knows that Biden's his true opponent. I was like, what? What are you talking about? It made no sense. Now, people are posting, it's a good thing they did this before Trump announced. Otherwise, people would claim they're trying to stop him from running for office. They literally write these op-eds in newspapers saying, what we're doing is about stopping Donald Trump from running for office. So maybe they would charge him. Merrick Garland says, we intend to hold everyone, anyone who was criminally responsible for the events surrounding January 6th for any attempt to interfere with the lawful transfer of power from one administration to another accountable. That's what we do. In a clip previewing, in a clip previewing the interview, which will air Tuesday night on NBC's Nightly News, Holt pointed out to Garland that prosecuting a former president or a potential presidential candidate could arguably tear the country apart. Holt asked Garland how much he factored that into his decision. Do you do you have to think of things like that? In his answer, Garland spoke in vague terms. Look, we pursue justice without fear or favor. Holt asked if Trump launching a 2024 bid would complicate matters. He said, we don't pay attention to other issues with respect to that. Garland said, pushing that the, uh, the DOJ would charge Trump as if he's anybody else. I'll say again that we will hold accountable anyone who is criminally responsible for attempting to interfere with the transfer, legitimate lawful transfer of power from one administration to the next. Garland added, no, you won't. That's a lie because Hillary Clinton would be in jail. And she's not. The Department of Justice probe into January 6th is ongoing with Vice President Mike Pence's former chief of staff, Mark Short, caught by ABC News, leaving D.C. District Court Friday. Very interesting. The DOJ investigation is separate from the work the House Select Committee is doing. Okay, well, we got this from NPR. A majority thinks Trump is to blame for January 6th, but won't face charges, poll fines. I can buy it. Absolutely. The media is biased against Trump. They've been lying about him and smearing him. This has been their goal. Republicans don't think so, but among, uh, well, I'll put it this way. Ahead of primetime January 6th season finale, so they called it, they said that um, Americans are paying attention uh, and blame former President Trump for what happened on January 6th, but they don't think he'll be prosecuted. A majority of independents, 55. Now, this is where it's fascinating. So how much are you paying attention to the January 6th committee hearings? Democrats, 80%, overall 58% to 41. Half of respondents said they think Trump should be charged with a crime, including 9 in 10 Democrats, but only 10% of Republicans. Independents are split 49 to 46. That's fascinating, giving Democrats the edge. 6 in 10 respondents said they don't think Trump will face any charges. I agree with that. I don't think he'll face charges because I don't think he did anything wrong. This is the game they're trying to play. 
Let's say I, I come out and I go, hey, everybody, we should have a big protest. We should come and peacefully march and sing Kumbaya. And then when the protest happens, a bunch of lunatics go and smash windows and they say, you, you were calling for this. No, I was calling for a peaceful march. Donald Trump held a rally. He told people explicitly to peacefully march and cheer on politicians. Alex Jones bullhorn saying, don't go in the building. And bad people did bad things. Very bad things. Attacking cops. Brutal stuff. They're going to go to jail. Uh, I think we got one of those stories right here. Trump supporter who assaulted police at the Capitol gets five years in prison. They say Mark Ponder, one of just four Washington residents arrested for their actions on January 6th, was given 63 months in federal prison by U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin. His sentence is tied for the longest imposed to date for January 6th with that of Robert Scott Palmer, who attacked law enforcement officers with a fire extinguisher. Lock him up. You think I'm going to sit here and defend people who are fighting cops? Never done it. Not going to do it now. When Antifa does it, I say, lock them up. When these guys do it, I say, lock them up. In fact, I will tell you this. I'm, I'm more eager to see the January 6th protesters locked up than even Antifa. Now, I mean that somewhat facetiously. Obviously, I want Antifa extremists and BLM extremists arrested when they commit crimes. But this one's frustrating because you had a tremendous moment, a tremendous potential on January 6th. And you had the likes of Trump and Alex Jones saying, stop. Well, I should say Trump, for the most part, he said, we're going to peacefully march to the Capitol. He didn't say go and be raucous. And Alex Jones said, do not go in the building. It's a trap. So these people who attacked cops flying in the face of everything that personally I stand for and what even their own thought leaders were were, were telling them they should be doing. I don't consider myself uh, a conservative. I think it's fair to call me a Trump supporter considering I voted for the guy. I wouldn't call myself like a staunch Trump supporter because I'm particularly critical of on some uh, uh, critical of him on some things, many things. This is a very important moment on January 6th where people could have made a statement peacefully and then left. Most people did like 99%. But these lunatics who attacked cops who thought standing in a building would change politics. What were you thinking? All you did was smear everything and everyone and give fuel to the left for their for their lies. We don't need it. What we needed was a criminal inquiry, a select committee on the 529 insurrection. Now we're getting this. Don't give them what they want. You see, I think it was Noam Chomsky who said this could be wrong that or or it might have been Gandhi, actually, that the only thing the system doesn't know how to deal with is nonviolence. When you act violently, they know how to deal with you. When you come and riot, they know exactly what to do, what images to show the American people to prove that they're the good guys and you're the bad guys. And in fact, fighting people and starting fights, yeah, you're probably the bad guys. Not always. Sometimes there are people fighting for true liberty and freedom against, you know, slave owners and things like that and corrupt individuals or Nazis. But when it comes to this right now, we're in a political and uh, a cultural conflict. We are not in a hot conflict just yet. We may be getting to that point. In which case, you need to prove that you stand for something. The people who ride on that day didn't do that. They're going to get charged. Well, here we go, baby. Democrats favored to win the Senate for the first time as polling improves. This is the end result. Democrats are motivated by this extremism stuff. So these news stories and the select committee, it's working. You saw it from the poll in NPR. Maybe they're wrong, but they're saying 90% of Democrats, they want Trump prosecuted. What, what, what was, let's, let's, let's pull up that number again. 80% of Democrats are following the January 6th hearings. 55% of independents. And they're believing this stuff. 
I remember seeing, without calling anybody out, some moderate individuals I know saying that they were they were, they were shocked by what they had heard in the January 6th committee. And I said, don't, I, I messaged them. I'm like, don't fall for this stuff. It's a non-adversarial show trial. There's no cross-examination. There's no opposition uh, 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 on, the, on the panel at all. It's all one-sided. These people can say whatever they want. And there's nothing, that, no charges or anything brought against them for lying. And they're clearly lying, most of them, or say many of them at the very least. But it's working. Now we see this. Democrats favored to win the Senate. I will say, I think you've got a bit of a trick happening here. And I'll tell you why. 538, first and foremost, they could be wrong, and they were very wrong over the past several elections. And it's funny when Nate Silver gets really angry and he's like, I did my job right. And it's like, your polling was wrong, dude, like brutally wrong. Okay. So here's what we have. They say it's a toss up. The deluxe version of our model simulates the election 40,000 times to see who wins most often. The sample of 100 outcomes gives you an idea of the range of scenarios the model considers possible. And they say 52 out of 100 show Democrats winning. Now, that's interesting. And they have the majority because it's 50-50. That's, the, that's why they're saying they're likely to win. The tiebreaker is Kamala Harris. So if they hold the Senate, they own the majority. Now, there are many circumstances, 40 and 100. So it is a toss up. I'm going to call shenanigans. My favorite here is there's a potential scenario where Republicans get 56 seats that I'd like to see. I don't think it's fair to say uh, that Democrats are favored to win. I think something is uh, hmm, um, something is strange here. For one, with the economy this bad, people are voting Democrat. Mm. Well, there is a good point being made by 538. Republicans sure did pick some of the worst possible candidates. Dr. Oz. Ugh. Yeah, maybe he'll win in Pennsylvania. Many people are calling out Herschel Walker saying he's not a strong candidate. You got a lot of weak candidates. That's a reality. Take a look at this. Forecasting each Senate seat. When you look at Georgia, you can see it's got a blue dot next to it. Or oh, I'm sorry, that blue dot is our sitting uh, uh, senator. But then you've got this um, right here. It, it looks like it's leaning blue, slightly blue. Maybe it's a little pink. And I thought about it. And I'm like, it's 50-50, but it's leaning towards Herschel Jr. Walker. Herschel Walker Jr. or his middle name Jr. 54 in 100 to 46. So how is it that, you know, they're, they're calculating this when Georgia, for instance, is a state that probably will, will go red according to their own metrics? If it does, that gives Republicans the majority. Hmm. It could be other states, perhaps. I mean, Nevada is a toss up. Wisconsin, you know, Pennsylvania is slightly favoring uh, um, John Fetterman. But it could go to Dr. Oz. The issue, Dr. Oz is a fairly weak candidate. I'll just put it this way. Don't know, don't care. Maybe it will be, um, maybe, maybe Nate Silver will, will turn out to be correct. Maybe he won't be correct. I don't care what this says. I'll tell you this. You better go out and vote. You better get three of your friends. Three, get all of your friends. I'm not even kidding. There is zero excuse for anyone to sit down and not go knock on doors. I will stress it again. All of you. Every single one of you who can knock on at least three doors very calmly and politely and just say, hey, just, you know, want to let you uh, ask you about what's going on with the election. Just let you know that the uh, here's the day you need to vote pamphlet. Do whatever you got to do. I'm not saying to advocate for any party or any particular politician. You can do what you want to do. 
I'm saying you need to get out. You need to go to your friends, your family, and bring them with you when you vote. You need to go door to door and say, fill out your mail-in ballot if you're in a mail-in ballot state. Because I assure you, the Democrats are doing it. And the Republicans, if you want to win this one, you have to do it. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. You've got to do it 10 times better. And maybe there will be a change. Now, a new CNN poll has just dropped. 75% of Democratic voters want someone other than Biden in 2024. Yeah, I mean, everybody hates Biden. You know, I'm seeing these memes posted where people are like, they, they're Democrat voters saying outright they hate Biden. They just wanted Trump out of office so they would have voted for a ham sandwich. I see that and I'm like, then why didn't you run anyone else? Like you could have ran at least Pete Buttigieg. I'm not saying he's good, but he'd be better than fumbling, bumbling Biden, right? Whatever. At this point, I think many people would vote for a ham sandwich over Joe Biden. And that's a big risk. The Democrats know it. That's why they're going to be swapping out Joe Biden. Don't believe me? Well, I could be wrong. Over at the New York Times, Our Leaderless Free World by Brett Stevens. This is fascinating. Brett Stevens says, the central fact about the democratic world today is that it is leaderless. 25 years ago, we had confident presence of Bill Clinton, Helmut Kohl, Tony Blair, Alan Greenspan. Now we have a failing American president, a timorous German chancellor, a British prime minister about to skulk out of office, blah, 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 blah. He goes on to mention something very interesting. He says, in the New York Times, the best thing Biden could do for the country is announce he won't run for re-election. Now, not after the midterms, let his party sort out its own future. Appoint a confidence-inspiring Treasury Secretary, if not Larry Summers and Jamie Dimon. Oh, that is just brutally vomitous that he would say that, but I'm not surprised. I hate the elites. Ensure that Ukraine wins swiftly. Put fear and hesitation in the minds of the dictators in Moscow, Tehran, and Beijing. It might be enough to rescue a floundering presidency in a sinking world. Brett Stevens has been an opinion columnist at the Times since April 2017. He won a Pulitzer Prize for commentary at the Wall Street Journal and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's not wrong. I do think if the Democrats want to win the midterms, they need to announce right now Joe Biden will not be their candidate. They need to announce they are bringing strength back to the party. People might actually come out and vote for now with Joe Biden. I don't see it happening, man. 
I do think it's fascinating, to be completely honest, that 538 is predicting that um, the, that Democrats may actually win the Senate because based on the way things are going with the economy and based on historical trends, that doesn't seem to make any sense. But what does make sense is the Democrats are in a cult. You saw the video, Kamala Harris, sitting there and then she goes, I'm Kamala Harris. I'm a woman wearing a blue dress. My pronouns are she, her. Cult. It's a weird cult indoctrination and virtue signal to do things like that. No normal, normal person needs to do that. We, we, we don't assume people are all stupid. No, we just say, hey, I'm Tim. There you go. Hello, my name is Timothy Poole. Uh, I'll be here talking about X, Y, and Z. You know who I am. You have the context you need. You don't need to know what color my clothes are. My name is Tim Poole. I'm wearing a gray and black raglan tee, a beanie, blue jeans. What does that, what does that do for anybody? Describing my clothes serves no purpose. Cult. Now, the interesting thing here beyond all of this is that in, in the Newsweek, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, in the CNN poll, they mention, in fact, people don't want Trump to uh, run either. The poll also showed a majority of Republican and Republican-leaning registered voters say they do not want former President Trump to be their party's nominee in the 2024 presidential election. 55% say they want someone else other than Trump to be the nominee, which is up from 49% in a January-February poll. I can believe it. I really can. Um, I like hearing Donald Trump say he's going to fire everybody. I haven't, I haven't heard uh, Ron DeSantis say something similar. So I would like to see, um, I'd like to see it. You know, we'll see. We'll see how things go. I'd like to see a president get in there and just schedule F and then start shuffling people around and getting rid of them. It's very, very difficult to do that. I understand. But I will point out even at 49 percent or whatever, uh, I'm sorry, 55 percent saying they don't want Trump to run. Still likely that he'll win. And this makes sense. Who will win the 2024 Republican presidential nomination? Donald Trump at 44 cents on predict it. I mean, that matches basically the amount of people who don't want him to run. Ron DeSantis at 35. I think Ron DeSantis is a good bet. But here's what I think is going to happen. I think Trump's going to run. I think DeSantis will run. I think Trump will win. And DeSantis will then become Trump's VP. I, th- I think, well, I'll put it this way. I think it's a very strong possibility. Don't be surprised if a curveball comes our way, my friends, because Joe Biden is a very, very old man. I'd say Donald Trump is an old man, too. He is. But Trump is spry. You know, Trump has has his issues, but not the issues that Joe Biden has. You know, there's this video going around where people are claiming they, they're using a body double for Joe Biden because his eyes are all big. And he's like, you can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. And people are like, why? What's wrong with his face? Some people are like, it's two different people. And I'm like, dude, they just put him on uppers. That's what they I would be surprised if they gave him some, you know, well, let's just uppers. We'll just put it that way. I think Joe Biden is on a bunch of pills, you know, augmenting his 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 cognitive abilities at this time because he is disheveled old and not with it. And Donald Trump is spry or at the very least, you know, Joe Rogan is right. He said that Donald Trump is probably on Adderall or something. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. However, the one reason that makes me doubt Trump is on Adderall is that I think he'd be very thin if he was. Instead, Trump's a portly fella. He's a little thick, you know what I mean? Got to lose some of that weight, cut down on that belly, cut out the carbs, Mr. President. Yeah, so I don't know if Trump's actually doing that stuff, but I certainly think Joe Biden is. He is gaunt and uh, it would explain the videos or there's another explanation. The videos are supposedly put out the same day. They probably pre-record messages from Biden when he's feeling up to it. 
and then try and make it seem like he's actually doing something. There was one photo that went viral that had the incorrect time in it. And they were like, here's a photo of Joe Biden. I'm like, everybody noticed the clocks were off. They're like, hey, those clocks are wrong. That's the wrong time. Like it was they, they, they were uh, uh, daylight savings time was active. You could see from like two different time signatures, something like that. Look, I, I think it's possible that they'll launch a criminal investigation into Trump. They're going to slow roll it to milk as much as they can. They want you to think that January 6th matters, but most Americans don't care. It does, however, rile up Democrat voters, and they will use that to try and get more votes. Pay attention to that. And as for 538 in the polling, if you think you've won already, then you've lost. That's it. All of these news articles saying it's going to be a red wave, it's a guarantee. Even I try to be careful about that. Because then people will be like, I don't got to do anything, we're going to win. Oh, you better get out and vote. We saw what happened in 2018. Trump's supporters didn't come out. No joke. Trump supporters did not turn out and in, 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 they didn't. You take a look at the, um, the Trump's voting block in 2016, the various groups that had voted for him, they didn't show up in the same numbers in 2018. The Democrats took the House, impeached Donald Trump. If you want to see accountability, if you want to see something be done about Joe Biden's corruption, you better vote. Now, I'm not saying you're guaranteed that it'll happen. We'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. I was wondering when the nonsense would start. You know, we're only about three months away from the midterm elections, and I I thought there was a big lack of fake news coming out designed to smear people on the right. But here it is. You may have heard the story, but here's the latest update from the New York Post. Turning Point USA issues cease and desist to ABC News over defamatory statements on The View. Whoopi Goldberg claimed that neo-Nazis were at the event and then clarified, well, not, not inside, but like mixed with the people, still a lie. And we also have this story from Rolling Stone because it's all linked together. Why won't Florida Governor Ron DeSantis denounce his neo-Nazi supporters? Uh, because he doesn't have any? Because he uh, is, opposes boycott, divest, and sanction, the, the, the leftist anti-Israel movement. He's pro-Israel. You know, the one big concern people have brought up about DeSantis is that he had that opposition to BDS, which made people fear he was going to be anti-free speech. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole Israel thing. The point is, the dude clearly doesn't have neo-Nazi supporters, but here's what happened. At a Turning Point USA event, for those who aren't familiar, this is an organization for uh, college and high school kids, and they talk about conservative values, things like that. They have these big rallies. At one of these events recently, a group of individuals with DeSantis country, a DeSantis, DeSantis flag and a, a swastika flag were outside the event. These people clearly don't support Ron DeSantis because it would make no sense to do so. It's very obviously a hoax. In fact, I, my understanding is that the Nazi flag was, uh, was, was uh, freshly unfolded so it was like a brand new flag someone got somewhere. I don't know who makes those things. And it's like, guys, you got to iron your flags before you cut when, when they're brand new and you bring them out. But it's clearly a hoax. People at Turning Point USA came out and heckled them and told them to get out because nobody supports this. Here's what I think. I think Whoopi Goldberg is, I, I would argue, in my view, actual malice. Now, I understand you got to get some hard evidence for it. But come on, no one believes this stuff. Whippy Goldberg. I mean, maybe, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. 
she thought Jill Biden was an actual doctor. You see that one? She's like, I think Jill Biden should be Surgeon, Surgeon General because she's an amazing doctor. And they're like, uh, no, she's a teacher. And she has like some pseudo PhD. It's not even a real PhD. It's like an honorary title. And she went, oh, I thought she was a doctor. <sighs> okay, maybe Whoopi Goldberg just, she's lost it. But it's, it's really crazy to me to see people like, what happened to these people? Did they collectively lose IQ points over the past 10 or 20 years? Maybe they never had them to begin with. So Whoopi Goldberg claims these people are in the event. Now, Turning Point USA is issued a cease and desist. Sue them. Hashtag sue the view was trending on Twitter. This is where we go. This is where we're going, baby. A lot of people were saying that they were going to go after Ron DeSantis in much the same way they went for Trump. Well, of course, that's true, but it's not going to stick in the same way. This is an absurd thing. Absurd. Come on. You're let let me you know, let me let me slow down and just say to the Democrats, to the left of you, too heavy handed, just too heavy handed, guys. What you need to do to make it more reasonable is like try the Proud Boys, right? Try try sending Proud Boys to TPUSA. You know, do that hoax because it's actually more reasonable. I mean, I'm sure there are many people who go to the TPUSA events who are associated with or are Proud Boys. And then you can try and go after them that way and be like, oh, look, you know, January 6th, this a little too heavy handed. Now, look, the, the Proud Boy thing probably wouldn't work on conservatives either, but you could at least try to confuse liberals with your smears and your fake news. You're going to go to a regular person and say, did you see the, the group of people with swastikas outside the Ron DeSantis event? And they're going to go, seriously, come on. You mean you like, come on, seriously? No, no, no. Here's a story from the New York Post. Actually, before we read that, I got to shout out a sponsor. And that is you guys, literally you uh, at TimCast.com. You know, we get a lot of people who want us to read ads on these spots. And I'm just like, dude, guys, go to TimCast.com, sign up and watch our new shows, Tales from the Inverted World. Let me let me see if I can play this this clip here. It's an amazing clip. Upon orders of evacuation, the Confederates were also commanded to set fire to warehouses filled with tobacco, the smoke twisting into the night sky. They dumped liquor into the streets to keep people from getting wildly drunk as the enemy approached. But men scooped up the spirits into their hats and drank in abundance below the fires. Amongst those rising fires, the dark silhouettes of church steeples looked like the hats of witches crouching in flames. Sign up at TimCast.com if you want to support our work directly. I just figure instead of shouting out other companies, I'll just shout out, we got new shows. We are making things. And with your support, we are going to be expanding the culture. And, it's, and, and I'll tell you exactly why. This all bleeds together, right? You may be saying, Tim... Tales from the Inverted World. It's cool. You know, it's whatever, though. It's not political. That's the point. That's on purpose. Let me explain. The View. ABC News. This is the game they play. They use entertainment, get you on their network, and then lie to your face like this. We got to play that game. Or I should just say, that's the tactic for winning. Now, I know a lot of people who are deeply entrenched in politics, like I am, would prefer it if we used our resources at TimCast.com to just make overtly political shows, hire more cultural commentators. No, 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 no. That's not the way to win. If you want to support our work in countering this, this is part of the strategy. I'll tell you why. Who watches TimCast? It is predominantly 25 to 54-year-old males. And then we do have a decent number of older and 18 to 24-year-old males, but predominantly male. It's like 80% dudes. Well, these true crime, paranormal, mystery stuff heavily skew female. We're trying to make content that attracts people in general so that we can then expose them to a culture 
that rejects the lies. We want their IQ points to be increasing, not decreasing. If you support the mission of what we're doing with our shows, become a member at TimCast.com. Here's the news from the New York Post. Turning Point USA issued a scathing cease and desist letter to ABC News on Tuesday, calling for the Disney-owned company to retract the defamatory statements made earlier this week on The View or face legal action. The false statements of fact intentionally made during The View's July 25th segment were unquestionably harmful to TPUSA's reputation and brought the organization and its students, uh, student affiliates into disrepute with the public, potential donors, and current and future business partners, posing a significant financial loss to the organization. Well, I just got to say this, guys. I would love to donate to TPUSA, but not if they're Nazis. You know, I was even considering giving a large sum of money to TPUSA to support their efforts. But now that I'm, I'm hearing this from The View, uh, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm actually half kidding. The idea is the reason they're saying potential donors, current future business partners posing a significant financial loss is that a lawsuit requires standing and injury. And they certainly have standing. They were the ones defamed, but they need injury. And that's insane to me because injury exists, but yo, it exists. But how do you prove it? We know the smears are intended to harm the organization. But is anyone actually going to come out and say, I was uh, writing a, a million dollar check to the organization. And as soon as I saw them, I tore, I saw this story, I tore it up. No one's going to admit that. That's the problem with defamation. But that's why they're saying it. Fox News Digital has obtained the letter addressed to ABC News, uh, News's New York bureau chief, Joshua Hoyos, and ABC Assistant Chief Counsel Ian Rosenberg, which accuses The View of making false, derogatory, and defamatory statements about its recent Student Action Summit. ABC News did not immediately respond to a request for comment. On Monday, the daytime GabFest kicked off its program discussing the TPUSA Action Summit that occurred last week in Tampa, Florida. The View co-host mocked the elaborate event for taking a page from WWE simply because of special effects inaccurately portrayed the group as being officially tied to the GOP, and Joy Behar criticized the group because of neo-Nazi protesters were outside the venue. Let me, let me just show you. We have this from Turning Point USA. This is, this is from their show. And, oh, okay. So you have to read this thing. Oh, I've got a legal note. Uh, the conservative oh, group... Sonny normally does this, but... You I know, yes, I know. Yes. This is our knockoff lawyer. Oh, okay. The conservative <laughs> group, Turning Point USA, has condemned the group of neo-Nazis and said they have nothing to do with the organization. Yeah, but where was DeSantis is what I want to know. But you let them in. President, open your you let them in and you knew what they were. No, that's a lie. They weren't let in. They were explicitly barred entry and they were heckled by attendees. So you are complicit. We'll be right back. Lying. And then here's what, here's what happened. This is amazing. TPUSA says, while they were forced by their legal department to correct two of these misrepresentations live on air, Whoopi continued to insist that Turning Point USA somehow welcomed Nazis to their event metaphorically. Can I make a quick clarification about the neo-Nazis at the Turning Point event? They were outside protesters. My point was more metaphorical. That you, you embraced them at your thing. I no, felt. they didn't. They heckled them, mocked them, and told them to get lost. So that is a false statement of fact. Let me just show, show, that, show that again. And protesters, my point was more metaphorical. That you, you embrace them at your thing, I felt. So I felt, oh, nice try with the weasel words, Whoopi. Uh, so when you heckle them and say, get out, that's embracing? Yeah, okay. No, I just, they were not in the building. They no, but you know, what? Okay. you know what? If it's so-called Antifa, 
who are anti-fascist, that's what Antifa stands for, uh -huh. would go there and protest, then Antifa would get a bad reputation. That's why, when I right. hear that Antifa is... Uh, right, but that's not... But let me just make sure that everybody... Because, you know, misunderstanding what people say is very big. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we want to make sure you... I know they were not in the building, but right. they were in the mix of people at the thing. You know how bad... Oh, just talk about the absolute weaseling. In the mix. They were in the mix. No, they were outside by themselves. There was no mix of people. They were heckled. You know what? Sue them, Turning Point. Please, just sue them. They doubled down. They, they, you know, and I'll say this. The fact that Whoopi Goldberg came out and said, clarification, oh, I think we're going to see actual malice here. I think we might actually see it because it looks like the producers knew it wasn't true, instructed her to correct, and she did not. They were embraced, I felt. Call them out. She then said Ron DeSantis did nothing but failed to mention that the Republican governor attended the event the day before neo-Nazis appeared. You see, it's a dirty, dirty trick. This is why culture is everything. Cultural enforcement, I talk about it. How do you deal with this level of depravity? Ignorance, ineptitude, man. Well, I tell you this. I look at some of these big right-wing channels, conservative channels, anti-establishment channels, hyper-focused, inflammatory. And I'm just like, dude, the reason this works is because the view is not overtly a political show. They are a political show. But what I mean is, People watch The View. It's daytime TV. They, they watch this. They watch ABC because ABC has shows. And then they peddle this garbage. We need to get people to stop watching this. How do you do it? Well, I tell you, my friends, if I go to a regular person and say, The View is lying to you. Stop watching them. Watch my show. I talk politics, too. They're going to be like, get out of here. Trump and MAGA and Nazi. And they're going to say, no. What if? We do ads for, like, a sitcom. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nothing overtly political, but we do make jokes that poke at things like this. That's the idea. Every joke has its truth. What about Tales from the Inverted World? Get people off these platforms onto our platforms. That's the plan. That's the strategy. And it's not about indoctrination. It's about just stopping this. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care if you don't like Ron DeSantis. Criticize the man, please. But don't fall for this. They say later on in the program, The View read an on-air legal disclaimer to inform viewers that Turning Point USA condemned the neo-Nazi protesters who had nothing to do with the organization. But you let them in. You knew who they were. Ah, there they go. The honor disclaimers didn't satisfy TPUSA, whose in-house counsel, Veronica Peterson. Yeah, because Whoopi Goldberg doubled down. The View hosts intentionally and falsely associated TPUSA with neo-Nazi protesters outside the event, placing TPUSA in denigrating and false light and negatively impacting its public perception. Such action will not be tolerated. 
Specifically, the View hosts insidiously and cavalierly stated that TPUSA let neo-Nazis in to its SAS event, metaphorically embraced them, and that neo-Nazis were in the mix of people. The assertion that TPUSA is complicit or affiliated in any way with the neo-Nazi protesters outside the event is outlandish, false, defamatory, and disgraceful. Even after Ms. Haynes reluctantly read the TPUSA statement that it condemns the group of neo-Nazis and that the group had nothing to do with TPUSA or its student attendees, Ms. Goldberg continues the false tirade against TPUSA, asserting that somehow the organization and its attendees were complicit and or associated with the outside protest. Peterson then added, to be abundantly clear, TPUSA aggressively and completely condemns the ideologies of neo-Nazism and has zero connection to the protesters outside the event. Since these individuals were located on public property, TPUSA security attempted to, but was not permitted to remove them. The letter also explained, TPUSA is a tax-exempt public charity under the IRS code 501c3 and is not affiliated with the GOP. In cases where the communication is of such a nature that the court can presume as a matter of law that the communication will tend to degrade or disgrace the party defamed, special damages are presumed. The later said, therefore, TPUSA demands that ABC immediately cease and desist from further unlawfully defaming TPUSA, retract the defamatory statements identified above, and issue a public statement apologizing for and correcting the above defamatory and false statements. Should ABC decide not to comply with the defamations above, TPUSA is prepared to promptly take all steps necessary to protect its rights, including pursuing all available legal remedies, seeking monetary and non-monetary damages, injunctive relief, and attorney's fees and costs, the letter said. This year's conference in Tampa marked TPUSA's eighth student action summit. Prior to the event, TPUSA promised an amazing celebration of self-expression, self-reliance, and self-acceptance. It's the dirty game they play. It's, it's, it's such an obvious hoax. I don't know who perpetrated the hoax, but it's so obvious. Now they're running all these stories. Of course, why won't Ron DeSantis denounce his neo-Nazi supporters? Oh, yeah. Senator Rick Scott was the only featured speaker at Turning Point USA's conference who openly condemned the display of swastikas. It happened before, I'm sorry, it happened after he was there. Are you nuts? Nikki Freed. Oh, man, these people are just evil, evil people. You know, either you are dumb as a box of rocks or you're just evil. Just plain evil. It's manipulation. We try to have events. You know, I do. We're planning some events. We don't care for these people. We oppose racism. In fact, I held an event called Ending Violence, Authoritarianism, and Racism. And we had a collection of speakers from libertarian, progressive to conservative. And what did the media do? This is the game they play. Antifa shows up and says, we condemn the racists. And then these news outlets in Philly said the, 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 organiz- the event has been dubbed racist by protesters and supporting all this garbage. And I'm like, the event is literally in opposition to those things. The event was specifically and literally meant to reject those things. And the media still comes out and just says they're accused of being racist. Well, you know what? Fine. I hope the people who read that story, what was it from the Philadelphia Inquirer or something like that, will be confused like, huh? It says and the event is called Ending Racism and they're accused of being racist. Well, that makes little to no sense. The headline speaker was a guy who de-radicalized Klan members. So maybe these lunatics walked into the trap. Yeah, we want to have events because we oppose racism. And then you come out and claim it's racist to oppose racism. Thanks for doing as such. And we'll keep doing that. 
We'll keep having our headline speakers be the people calling out racism. And Daryl Davis believes in critical race theory even. Isn't that amazing? The psychotic games they play. Mr. DeSantis condemned these Nazis. No. You see the game they play? They want Ron DeSantis to come out and say, we condemn these Nazis. Why? Then they can say, did you hear that? Ron DeSantis admits his supporters are Nazis. You know, it's a dirty, evil game that the left, the Democrats and the establishment play. They treat you like garbage. They want to keep you in the dark. But you know what? I'm not convinced people believe this. Nikki Freed. OK, she gets it. She knows what she's doing. They, they, they know it's not true. And I got to say this. Are you really going to win over people who would fall for something like this? I don't know. What we got to do is we got to make videos like this all day, every day. Okay, you got to share videos like this. You got to share the story, you know, calling them out and proving they're lying. But I'll tell you, this is why, you know, what I do, what we do over at TimCast.com is not overtly political because we know how they get away with this stuff. They get away with it because they make shows like The Boys, right? Fascinating. Or The Orville. Good show. Uh, good shows, both, both of them. But you know what? They, they, they slip in these ideas to reinforce their worldview. And maybe, maybe not, it may not be intentional. <clears throat> so The Boys, for instance. Trump's clearly the bad guy. In the, in the show The Boys, Homelander is clearly Trump. He has supporters, and they are clearly the bad guys. They lie about everything. The framing is... They're lying, but in the show, they, they say, see, it's true. They are lying, right? So the Homelander character will be like, you know, this character did this thing. And then you, the main characters go, yo, they're lying about that. In the show, they can show you that Homelander is the villain. In real life, they are the one lying about it. Smearing Ron DeSantis, claiming he has anything to do with this, and they should condemn them because they're trying to associate him with this group. That's the trick. They are literally lying, and then they make shows— that frame it as though it's true that the other side is the liar. Okay, well, I'll play that game. I will play that game, but not in the same way. I'm not going to make shows that allude to Trump or Democrats. No, that's just so stupid. No, we're going to make fun entertainment that gets away from politics. That way, you, the viewer, and regular normal people will just watch a show about murder mysteries and spooky ghost stories and a sitcom and comedy specials. And we're not going to bludgeon them over the head with politics. But our news division and shows like Timcast IRL will cut through the noise. Let's say there is a regular person who doesn't pay attention to this and doesn't know anything about it. They turn on ABC to watch whatever show. Then they leave the TV on and the view comes on and the view lies. And they hear that. See, that's how these people get influenced into these lies. They believe it. Let's say we create a network, a subscription service that's not woke. We're not going to make anti-woke shows overtly, maybe a little bit, but not really. We're going to make regular shows. And then people are going to watch it and they're going to watch the news and go, oh, wow, I didn't know that because we want to create a cultural sphere of influence that is just chill, classically liberal, traditionally liberal, fairly libertarian, all that stuff. But you know what? None of that really matters. What matters is the truth. You're going to get good shows and the truth. We have to cut through the noise and we have to build something in opposition to what ABC is. Now, I'll tell you who watches The View, presumably Middle-aged suburban women, and they vote against Trump. How do we get middle-aged suburban women to break out of that cult? Well, I'll tell you one thing that middle-aged suburban women also like, true crime. 
Look, everything we're doing at TimCast is strategic. We have a big plan for why we chose to do the shows that we do. First and foremost, I also love ghost stories, murder mysteries, true crime stuff as well. And so we went through what was what was effective, what would satisfy our goals and what we liked. So some people uh, liked the old vlog, behind the scenes stuff at the castle. We were always intending to do silly bits and action sports. The action sports is going to be its own new show. And Cast Castle is going to be a sitcom based on the behind the scenes at the, at the, at the castle. And we're going to be bringing all of your favorite guests and personalities to be involved in it. Why? Because it's fun. Because we really want to do it. You know, Seamus Coglin of Freedom Tunes, we're always writing jokes when he's here. We're always joking. And I'm like, it would be hilarious to do a bit where we, where we do that. We want to do it. The YouTube channel will be bits, short clips and funny skits involving people you like. And we're going to make it so that people will watch a clip and it's funny. It's Zuby. People watch a clip. Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's funny. Alex Jones. It's funny. Because then we're going to create a fun, funny space. And then on TimCast, it's going to be full 20 to 30 minute episodes, a comedy show based on what goes on here. So it's like The Officer 30 Rock meets The Culture War, something to that effect. We're... Um, we, we, we did several episodes. The response was tremendous. I know not a, lot, not, not a lot of people like it. Not everybody likes everything, but we're refining it. And we're going to be launching it as a full show probably in the next week or two. Stick around for that. That's how we combat all of this. We create a sphere of influence and we create entertainment. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you all then. Major breaking news from the post-millennial. Quote, I ish my pants wrote felony assault suspect from anti Dave Chappelle Minneapolis protest. Now we must clarify here in this breaking news story. This woman didn't write from the protest that she had pooped her pants. The woman from the protest had previously written that she had pooped her pants. You know, I think the story may be a little crass and on the surface, maybe a bit mean spirited. But I actually think this is an important story. Now, I know for many people, they may just laugh at the idea of one of these far left extremists having uh, having to wear diapers because they cannot hold in their own waist anymore at the uh, young age of 35. But I think this actually explains a lot, to be honest. Now, this individual is not a good person. This person is a far left militant arrested on suspicion of felony assault and riot against Dave Chappelle's comedy show. This is a bad person. But when I saw this story, for one, I did laugh. Misfortune of others can sometimes be funny. It's called schadenfreude because this is a bad person. But I also felt a little sympathy because perhaps the reason behind what drives these people is stories like this. I'll just put it this way. You know, look, a person commits a crime. You lock them up. OK, this person, I don't think, has been charged with anything. So we'll see. But this is one of the extremists that threatened Dave Chappelle's event and got it shut down. Not a good person. We got to understand why they do these things. And maybe we can then solve the problem. You may not want to give sympathy to people. You don't have to like them. But understanding them is very important. And the question is this. Is it possible that the reason people like this are so angry is because in this instance, this woman cannot hold in her own poop. OK, now, again, many of you may find that silly, funny or experience schadenfreude. That is schadenfreude. For, I think most of you know what it is. It is the um, uh, pleasure derived from knowledge of someone else's pain, per, per, uh, particularly an enemy of yours or an opponent or a rival. No, what I mean to say is 
This person may be suffering some ailment and seeking an outlet for their anger because who can you be mad at when you don't poop properly? I'll say it again. A 35 year old individual finding out that during work they can't hold in their own waist is going to just be disheveled, angry, dejected, shunned, and they're going to find whatever outlet they can for their anger. Now, the actual story here is from Fox 9. No charges yet for protesters arrested outside the Dave Chappelle show. Some of these people were charged with utter nonsense. I'm, I'm just going to say it outright. Take a look at this story, and then we'll talk about Antifa's inability to hold in their bodily uh, waste. The protesters arrested by Minneapolis police outside Dave Chappelle's show Friday at the Varsity Theater have all been released without being charged, though the cases still remain open. So far, police and jail records indicate that five people were arrested at the protests, which were in response to comments Chappelle made last year questioning trans identity. Two of those arrests were on suspicion of vandalism, possibly related to sidewalk chalk. Hold on there a minute. Uh, No, 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 no. Arresting people for sidewalk chalk? Come on. It spritz a little water on it and it's gone. Now, if they're doing like some kind of permanent vandalism that I get, but sidewalk chalk. A third person was arrested on suspicion of fourth degree assault. Now that, now that's significant. Less than substantial body harm and riot. A fourth on suspicion of assault and riot and a fifth person on suspicion of fleeing from police and riot. All but two were quickly released over the weekend. Activists organized a campaign on Twitter asking people to call the Hennepin County Jail to call to release the two of the protesters who are still incarcerated at the time. On the other side of the political spectrum, a prominent right wing social media personality, Andy No, highlighted the cases for his one million followers, describing the protests as violent and ultra left wing, while conservative U.S. outlets, media outlets and conservative British tabloid also covered the arrests in a city where violent crime is an almost daily occurrence. The incidents in question here could be seen as minor. But considering the amount of public attention and speculation they received, as well as the fact that MPD's ability to respond to appropriately and effectively to protests has been repeatedly called into question in recent years, we decided to take a closer look. They say, so what happened? Police haven't forwarded the cases to prosecutors. That's interesting. That's what should be happening. One person responding to no says, there's a good reason reputable journalists don't say someone has been charged with a crime just because they've been arrested on suspicion of a crime. As of right now, Rachel hasn't been charged with any crime, so this tweet is false. Andy No said several far-left extremists were arrested at the violent direct action against Dave Chappelle's comedy show in Minneapolis. Rachel Blank is charged with first-degree felony assault and rioting. She says she's disabled from long COVID and needs cash. Which brings us to the other story. Okay, hold on there a minute. You know, part of me, I'm not a big fan of this. Why are we writing about this person who got arrested on felony suspicion being unable to uh, hold in their poop. Well, I kind of feel like it's an emotional jab at these people. It's, it's meant to embarrass them, right? I guess. And so my view on this was, I, I don't care about that. I, 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 I'm not going to make fun of someone for suffering from some kind of ailment. This woman says she has long COVID. I mean, that's horrifying. That sucks, man. I'm not happy that she's, you know, has to wear a diaper or whatever it is she has to do. She wrote a blog saying that she pooped her pants while she was at work. She said, ish, but you know what I mean. And I'm just like, yo, if you're trying to understand why these people are so angry all the time, could this not be it? And then who are they going to be angry at? They don't know. It's like, you know, someone, a tree falls on their car. They're going to be furious, but who can you be mad at? It's nature. 
You know, I think about getting hurt and stuff like that. I think about skateboarding. Uh, my hands, I, I, I'm pretty sure I broke my hand and wrist. I don't go to the doctor for it or anything. I'd probably be fine. And, you know, I get mad. I'm angry about it. I, we, we have a little launch ramp, three, uh, two and a half to three, uh, three feet. And I was just doing a, a, just airing into an airbag landing. And I slipped out backwards, put my hand down, and now my hand's messed up. I get angry when it happens. But who am I going to be angry at now? A mature person, you understand. There's no one to be angry at but yourself. You made these decisions. This individual says she has long COVID. Who can she be mad at? The person who gave her COVID? It was a pandemic. Everybody was getting it. Now she's having problems pooping, and she's probably losing her mind with rage. And she directs it somewhere. Now, Dave Chappelle is a bad person. That's an outlet for my anger. I don't know. Maybe you could write music or play drums. Here's the story. The Post Millennial writes, the far left suspect that was arrested on suspicion of felony assault and rioting during a direct action against Dave Chappelle is asking for donations after claiming she's disabled and incontinent from having long COVID. Incontinence is not listed as a known symptom of those who have recovered from COVID-19, according to the CDC. Right. But if this is long COVID, maybe. Rachel Lee Bean, 35, was arrested on probable cause charges of felony first degree assault and riot after far left activists tried to shut down Dave Chappelle's comedy show appearances in Minneapolis. The far left activists accused Chappelle, who is black, of transphobia and racism. They first threatened First Avenue Venue, who canceled the show before targeting the Varsity Theater for hosting his remaining shows last week. Other far left activists arrested outside the theater on Friday included Natalie Rizzo Slaughter. Uh, You know, I don't care about who these people are. Bean's far-left extremism across the U.S. goes, goes back years to, earliest, to as early as 2015, where she traveled to Ferguson, Missouri in support of Michael Brown. The man, uh, we, we, we know about that. I don't need to read it. In a post in January 2021, Bean detailed her new appear- experience with incontinence and blamed it on capitalism, saying, I literally ish my pants at 11.56 a.m. on Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. I got myself cleaned up. And then I went back to work and finished the workday like that was totally effing normal things to have uh, like a normal thing to have happen. She says she's declined to, to she, she declined to change into new clothes. I had fully absorbed that ishing my pants was just one of many mild to moderately uh, itty days one could have in a pandemic while dealing with long COVID under capitalism. Okay. Another blog post from November 2021, Bino pines about food shortages and blames the middle and upper classes. Would our backyard gardens grow with more vibrancy if we had guaranteed income? Perhaps there would be an abundance of food and it wouldn't be compressed into the overfed mouths of the middle and upper classes. Perhaps there would be enough for everyone. I mean, I just want to point out this woman is obese. I don't know who she's talking about. She is the middle to upper class who is getting this food. But sure, I digress. Postmillennial editor-at-large Andy Noe revealed that Bean had a long history of political extremism. In 2020, Bean helped fund a criminal takeover of a Sheraton hotel in Minneapolis during the height of the deadly Black Lives Matter and far-left riots, the summer of love, we call it. Okay, okay, so let's, let's hold on there a minute. You know, I'm, I'm talking about why she's protesting Chappelle and saying that maybe this is the kind of thing that motivates her and, and fuels her anger. Of course, you could say this woman clearly has been engaged in this behavior long before she was crapping in her pants. I get it. I get it. What I'm saying is a lot of people, particularly on the left, they're angry about something. They have nothing to direct that anger towards. So they point to the machine. It is a symbol of the thing they think oppresses them. You, you know, uh, I was talking to a friend a long time ago about why people smash windows. And I said, it's not effective. 
Smashing a Starbucks window does nothing to benefit you. In fact, it hurts you. It hurts your cause. It scares people. And that $10 an hour, $15 an hour worker at Starbucks doesn't understand why they can't work today. All they know is some lunatic threw a brick through their window. And my friend said, symbols. It's a symbol of what they think oppresses them. That's why they do it. They're attacking that symbol and they're not accomplishing anything from it. You're right. So this person feels oppressed for some reason. Why? Well, they read something online. They're angry because of the, their, their life is just not good. And they take it out violently. Now, let's be real and let's get a little dark. A person like this would not survive 200, 300 years ago. And so we may be looking at a, an emergent phenomenon that I believe will probably just occur with any successful life uh, organization or, or organism system. 200, 300 years ago, if you could not hold in your waist, you were in trouble. If you were obese and, and, un, and unable to work or something like that, you were in trouble. A lot of people died. They say the life expectancy was really low, but it's not low because people would, you know, die of illness or whatever. It was low because of infant mortality, but also because you stubbed your toe, you got an infection, you died. Time to amputate. We have to do it. Otherwise, you'll get an infection. It's kind of crazy to me because when you amputate, aren't you just getting a worse wound? I guess. Maybe not. Maybe they amputated and somehow did something right. I don't think they washed wounds back then, but it's kind of crazy. Couldn't you just... I guess it was the fragments that were in it. They couldn't get it all out. They could cut off your leg and then cauterize the wound. Oh, man, absolutely brutal. You know, life was tough back then. Well, we've done something. We made everything comfortable. We made everything good and safe. And now obese individuals who probably would not have survived 200 years ago, or let's be real, they probably would not have been obese in the first place, are now walking around crapping in their pants, struggling. They're angry. So what happens? They have to attack something. What I think happens to a civilization, to a society, is that life is hard. Life is challenging. Eventually, you get to a point where life is safe. Safe life allows people of low merit to survive. Why? Because we want people to live. Those low merit people eventually form a political mass, challenge the system that was so successful, and then destroy it inadvertently or otherwise. And then everything starts crumbling down. And that's what I see here. These individuals of low merit, of low production, just consuming and wasting resources and crapping in their pants, and they're angry and they're damaging everything that made life so good. So be it, I guess. The strong will survive. Those most uh, attuned to adapt will survive. And so, you know, I'll give you an example. I may not be the strongest, certainly can't lift, you know, more weights than, say, Zuby. He's the women's deadlift champion, apparently. But um, I am adaptable. I do read a lot, and I got out of the cities when I saw the cities were getting bad, and that's adaptation. So obviously those who are smart will survive because it allows them to adapt. But for many of these other people, instead of trying to figure out how to solve their problems and adapt to survive, they get angry, crap their pants, and then scream at Dave Chappelle, which does nothing for them, nothing for their cause. It changes nothing. In fact, it only makes their problems worse. But I'll talk about another story here in, this, in a similar vein. It's a little uh, um, outside of this. But um, I thought it was related enough. Good riddance to celebrity hypocrite Samantha B. Yeah, Samantha B's show was canceled. What I see here is when you look at people like that woman who crapped her pants, 
dogma, zealotry. They're angry at something and they've formed a collective infrastructure attacking these ideas. Samantha B stepped out of line. So her ratings weren't going down. In fact, her ratings were comparable to much of other shows. Why did they get rid of Samantha B's show? Well, apparently. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. She's a racist. Yeah. Crying racist while opposing integration of her children's school. It's another big element of what the left is. Fall in line or else. We are mad at something. You must be mad at the same thing. And so this is my point. Why is it that this woman complaining about food when she herself is obese and crapping her pants? Why is she targeting the same these these groups? Why is she marching in lockstep? Why isn't she angry at the food companies? Why isn't she screaming at General Mills? Why is she going to a Dave Chappelle concert? It's generic. Mindless, that's why. Mindless zombies. One, that are fueled by the likes of Samantha B, and then are eviscerated by the very same audience if they dare step out of line, which is why I don't think these people will change. They found something to be angry at, and you better not cross that line. For Spectator World, Stephen Miller writes, at one point, Samantha B was hailed as Jon Stewart's heir at The Daily Show. Quite honestly, she probably should have gotten the job. Instead, she ended up bolting Comedy Central for TBS, where she injected her sardonic brand of faux journalism into a format largely dominated by men. But just as with all late night comedy shows, the Trump years turned her and her fellow and fellow hosts into progressive scolds and their audience into clapping seals. I coined the phrase late night group therapy for libs to describe what these hour long sessions continue to be as they ignore the follies of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in favor of mouth agape. Uh, admonishments of the former president. Very nice. Mouth agape. The field is too crowded. Yeah, here's what I love. I love that he says this. He says, it would be inaccurate, however, to credit B's transformation from sarcastic comedian to angry and insufferable harridan at the as the main source of her downfall or the driving force of her ratings cratering over the past couple of years. I like that word harridan. It means a belligerent woman. Harridan. He goes on to mention that uh, Samantha B was opposing integration in schools. He says B's show wasn't canceled because of poor ratings. Several cable, cable infotainment shows hover around the same figures B had. Her problem was that her audience, which demands political fealty in its comedic therapy, had abandoned her and refused to defend her. The lesson here is to never step out of line and never go against the mob. Colbert would never abandon the woke the way B did. Kimmel will keep poking fun at Ted Cruz or something. John Oliver will elicit agreeable chin strokes from the media elites, and Jimmy Fallon has paid his penance for ruffling Donald Trump's hair in 2016. Yet B never outright addressed her objections to school integration, and her audience simply went away. Good riddance. It's a cult. That's my point. It's a cult. You see the video of Kamala Harris saying, my name is Kamala Harris. I am a woman in a blue dress, and my pronouns are she, her. It's a cult. Okay, let me let me explain. The woman crapping her pants. What is she protesting? Nothing related to what she's mad about. Dave Chappelle, Samantha B. She steps out of line. Her show's gone. Kamala Harris. 
She said, I'm a woman. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm you know, wearing a blue dress or whatever, sitting at a table. Is that for blind people? So what about people who are born blind and don't know colors? Okay. And then you have people who went blind later in life. I guess that helps them, but that's a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of people. Is it really necessary? Are those people shocked and offended or grateful that they're hearing her say such a thing? I don't think most of them even care. And what about deaf people? She was wearing a mask the whole time. Couldn't read her lips. Thanks, Kamala. One lady was wearing a see-through mask. Absolutely insane. Yo, it is a cult. And that's really it. It's angry people who are uh, like the reason Kamala Harris does this is not for anyone's benefit. It's because angry people are screaming in their ears relentlessly. And they're worried. Look at the Samantha B treatment. Bye-bye, Samantha B. Your show is canceled. You were awful anyway. And this may be the future, but it also may not be. If we fight back in the culture war properly and just create a space that tells these people you are laughable, you are losers, get out. Which is probably why the postmillennial writes about Antifa pooping their pants. Because here's what they want. Here's what I think I, I understand. When you have young people and they're trying to find their place, and you offer them that offer offer up uh, an option. You can hang out with the people laughing, smiling and high fiving, or you can hang out with the fat chick who pooped in her pants. Yeah, people are going to be like, eh, it's kind of embarrassing. I don't want to hang out with that. That's the point. Embarrass them. This is the game they play. And it's about time we played a similar game. As I mentioned, this is what we're doing at TimCast.com. Not roasting people. We're just making content that's good to give people a space so regular people can just have fun entertainment. And we got a lot to work on. Absolutely. What they have is you have to support the woman who crapped in her pants. That's what you're hanging out with. Yo, a message to young people. Is that really what you want to be around? Fine. I don't care. If you want to hang around the chick crap in her pants, do it. Whatever, man. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. We got an indoor skate park. We launched race cars over our garage roof at like 30 miles an hour. And uh, we're going to do more of the same. We're going to have fun. We're going to build a rock climbing wall. We are going to build something. It's called a, a lateral auto belay. You know what an auto belay is? It's that thing where you're rock climbing. And when you fall, it slowly lowers you down in your harness. A lateral auto belay is on a track that can move across the room. We're going to put up a launch ramp. And then we're going to go full speed on our skateboards, launch as high as we can, and then flail out of control as we get lowered very safely back down to the earth. Why? Because we're just here to have a good time. Life is short. Support people. Be kind to people. Make life fun. These people don't make life fun. They make life unfun. Now, I'll, I'll fully admit, Samantha B goes on her show and she rants about garbage nonsense and everyone gets all angry about it. I do a show here and talk about how nasty these people are and how bad things are. Sure. I suppose it can be a downer, which is why we're making a comedy show, why we're doing a history, true crime, paranormal mystery show. Why I say mystery twice and why we're doing a free Damastan show, which is going to be fun, funny action adventure, because I want to make sure we're not just being angry all the time and we're having a good time because for the people who pay attention to the problems, you want to speak up and join in and, and, and stand up against this stuff. Come join us. For everybody else who wants to have a good time and just get away from this, we're going to make that space too. And in the end, young people will look at that and say, you know, the lady who crapped her pants is kind of boring, uncool, and angry all the time. Can I hang out with you guys? You guys are doing backflips into foam pits. We got you, buddy. 
head over to TimCast.com to support our work in that effort. And don't go to AntifaCrappedTheirPants.com. I don't know if that's an actual website. Maybe it will be. And uh, don't go there. Unless that's what you're, what you're into, and I'm sure some people are, I guess, but whatever. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.